0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, star wide receiver Devontae Adams is angry that running back Josh Jacobs is not in camp, but he understands both sides of the conversation. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for August 8th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day.
2: Just win pillaging
0: just for fun he'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time each and every day. Whether it's three minutes or 33 minutes, it's helped the show grow in a major way, and we definitely appreciate that. Not only that. What's helped the show grow is my man Ari. He's done a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. We definitely appreciate him. You can check him out on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254. And we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. As a matter of fact, those calls and texts are coming up in segment number three of today's show. Segment number two, want to talk all things Raiders defense and how I'm cautiously optimistic about the defense, but I'm just that. Cautiously optimistic. We'll explain why coming up in segment number two of the show here in segment number one. Want to give you the news and notes of the day. And there was no Raiders training camp on Monday. They were off. They're going to be off again today. But there's still plenty to talk about here in this segment. So we'll jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or use the promo code locked on NFL for a white tech hat. With any order, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And I promise you, I'll tell you more about bird dogs later on in the show. But right now, off top, want to talk about star wide receiver Devontae Adams. And on Sunday, following training camp, he actually met with uh, NFL Network Bridget Condon. She was there. Coach David Shaw, he was there. I missed my opportunity to talk to Coach David Shaw and do a little four- or five-minute interview. I should have done that. I had an opportunity to catch up with Bridget Condon on my radio show on Monday, and then it got cut short because she had to go and do a live TV hit. All of a sudden, she got called in, and she was like, hey, I got to go. She cut off the interview immediately. That's okay. I'll have her back on the radio show later on this afternoon. But... Uh, At practice on Sunday, they had an opportunity to talk to Max Crosby. They had an opportunity to talk to Devontae Adams. And one of the topics that came up was Josh Jacobs. So here's Devontae Adams talking about how important Josh Jacobs is to the team and him not being in camp, what that means to him. I
2: mean, you see the way we like to play the game. We like to run the ball. You know, you got to have somebody back there that's a dog if you're going to give it to him. you know, over 300 times. So, um, you know, not having them right now is obviously something that I'm not happy with, but, um, you know, we, we got to keep it going as a team and, until we figure out that piece. But uh, obviously he's a, a huge part of this this team and this offense. He's a, he's a really good leader and um, obviously he, was, he played like the best back in, in the league last year which, you ask me, he is the best back in the league so um you know, it's, it's tough not having him at this uh, at this part of the you know training period, trying to get ready for the season. But you know, we'll see what happens down the line. But uh, definitely, definitely a big part of this team, you know, in the past. So hopefully, we can figure something out.
0: Have you talked with him? You guys are pretty close. You know, what what have those conversations been like?
2: Yeah, we we, we spoke a lot. I mean, it, you know, I've definitely been in this corner trying to you know get his mind right, help him out with this process because I've been in the same you know similar shoes, uh, you know, my my time in Green Bay. So. It's, it's not easy to, you know, push forward and, and make decisions when you don't feel that that true, um, you know, value is from your from the organization. Like they don't value the way that you see yourself. So I understand that part, but I also try to get them to understand the, you know, the, the other side, play the devil's advocate a little bit. So um, I've been in his ears. A lot of things we talked about, some most things I can't obviously talk about on NFL Network, but um, you can do it. He's my, <laughs> I appreciate the permission, but I'm going to opt out of that one. But uh. But yeah, just trying to get his mind right and, and, and coach him through it as, as well as I can.
0: So I thought that was really good stuff right there. Uh, again, that audio was courtesy of NFL Network. Bridget Condon was who you heard talking and asking the questions and saying, go ahead, you can share your thoughts here. And Devontae said, oh, thank you for giving me permission, but I'll opt out of that one. I thought that was pretty cool. But Devontae Adams in a true leader form, and this is what I love about Devontae Adams and just kind of getting to know him over the, the time that he's been with the Raiders and obviously last year and uh, early this season, he, he has that leadership skill, where he's sending the message to the organization, we need Josh here. I'm angry that Josh isn't here because, well, you see how we play. We need to have the run game. We need to have a dude like him. That's no disrespect to Zamir White. That's no disrespect to Britton Brown, Sincere McCormick, anyone else that's back there running the rock. Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, has no disrespect to them, but they ain't him. They're not Josh Jacobs. And you saw what Josh Jacobs was able to do with the Silver and Black a year ago, being the identity of of the Raiders team when the Raiders team were desperately looking for an identification. Week one, it was feed Devante, feed Devontae, feed Devontae. Then week two it was a little bit of, okay, don't feed Devante quite as much, try to spread the ball around. Then it was like, okay, run Josh Jacobs, but don't run too much. Then it was okay, feed Josh Jacobs a lot. It was a lot of of hitting and missing, right? Trying to figure out swing and missing, I should say. Trying to figure out exactly what uh, the identity of the team was. I remember doing those Raider roundtables week after week after week asking Lincoln Kennedy, Lincoln, what is the identity? And he kept telling me every week, Q, I don't know. Finally, Josh Jacobs identified himself as the identity of the team, and then there you go. Now, obviously, they still didn't win enough games. They only won those six games, but he went on to be the engine for the team. He went on to lead the league in rushing. He's had the double digits in touchdowns. He was just that guy, and now coming back in the second year in Josh McDaniel's system, how much better – I think that uh, Josh Jacobs could be and help this offense, not necessarily with better numbers, but just more effective numbers, right, where they're winning more games because of what Josh Jacobs brings to the table, what Devontae Adams brings to the table, what a guy like Jacoby Myers brings to the table, what a guy like Hunter Renfro brings to the table. So uh, I love the fact that he sent that message to the organization, but also sent that message to Josh You know, and he's been in Josh's ear talking about both sides of the situation. He says he understands it. He's been in that position. So he's trying to also keep Josh in a good place and let him know what he means to the organization. I thought that was a huge move as far as leadership goes by Devontae Adams. He's, I don't want to say playing both sides because he's not, but he's talking to both sides, understands both sides, and can hear the conversations and could be a, a mouthpiece that's not the organization, and also not the player that's being affected. But instead, he's a guy that's been there, done that, and understands what Josh Jacobs means. So I do believe, as I've mentioned many times, this is a situation that's going to get taken care of. Uh, he'll get the $10 million franchise tag. He'll get some sugar put on top. I don't know how much that's going to be. I don't know what that's worth to, uh, you know, to the Raiders organization. I've seen reports from Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk that the Raiders could rescind the tag, and technically they could. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. I think it would be the ultimate slap in the face to Josh Jacobs for everything he was able to do. But, again, it's a business. So I'm not going to say that it's out of the question, but I just don't think that's something that they're interested in at all. At some point, I believe Josh Jacobs will sign that franchise tag. He'll be back in camp, get some reps, get a little bit of burn, and then be ready for Denver week one. That's just me. But again, tip of the cap to Devontae Adams. And I'll talk more later on this afternoon with Bridget Condon from NFL Network about that conversation she had with Devontae, also about the conversation she had with Max Crosby and others as she was at Raiders training camp from NFL Network. On Sunday. Now, as I mentioned, there is no training camp as far as practice today, but today will be a day that I'm pretty uh, interested and pretty pumped up about. And I didn't know exactly how it was going to shake out, but I remember they did this last year as well. We're going to have an opportunity to talk with a bunch of the Raiders assistant coaches. So this is how it's going to go down and it's not going to be on YouTube. It's not going to be something that's broadcast. It's going to be something where I have to be there. And this is how I learned the hard way last year. I wasn't there thinking that, okay, I could just get the audio later later and find out what it's all about. But that's not going to be the case. I have to be there. I have to be able to. It's almost like a locker room setting, but it's going to be in the media room. And the Raiders will bring in all these assistants at, a, at the same time. And you'll just have to go from station to station, basically, and talk to them. So at 11 a.m. Pacific time, approximately, the offensive assistants are going to come in. So we'll talk to Scott Turner. Passing game coordinator, Edgar Bennett, wide receivers coach. That's going to be a good one. Carmen Brasillo, offensive line coach. That should be good. Bo Hardegree, quarterbacks coach. Kennedy Palomalu, running back coach. And Jerry Szaplinski, the tight ends coach. So Scott Turner, Edgar Bennett, Carmen Brasillo are probably two I'm looking forward to the most. Kennedy will be good as well. Just to uh, talk about Josh Jacobs and what he brings to the table and him not being there, what that means. So that'll be around 11 o'clock, all those offensive uh, coordinators, assistant coaches are going to be uh, are going to be in the media room, and we'll get a chance to talk to them. Of course, I'll bring all the good stuff to the podcast tomorrow, and then around eleven twenty. So as you see, we get about twenty minutes with all those guys. So we got to pick and choose, and we got to bounce and move. Eleven twenty, you'll get defensive uh coaches the assistant coaches chris ash defensive backs coach rob leonard defensive line coach that's somebody that i really want to talk to because i do believe this defensive line is going to be a lot better antonio pierce linebackers coach definitely want to talk to him he brings a ton of energy and jason simmons defensive back and pass game coordinator will also be available so uh there's what six ten coaches that we'll get a chance to talk to it won't be a long period of time probably be about 40 minutes max but We're going to maximize that 40 minutes. So that's something I look forward to. And as I mentioned, definitely bring all the good stuff uh, to the podcast here and and be able to talk about it and let you hear coming up on tomorrow's show as well. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to coming up a little bit later on this morning. Again, 11 a.m. Pacific time is when it all gets started with the offensive assistant coaches. And at 1120, the, the defensive assistant coaches will be available to us as well. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the defense and why I'm feeling cautiously optimistic that they'll be able to be better, be able to be complementary to what I believe this Raiders offense can be. But at the same time, I'm being cautiously optimistic. I'll get to that after. I tell you about our partners at eBay Motors. They've teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. I'm not a fantasy football player, but I know there's plenty of them are. So whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with pre-draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's check out who Vinny has picked for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week and he's talking wide receivers Garrett Wilson Chris Olave and Christian Watson are the options the Jets are the ones that everyone's talking about they're the darlings right so let's go ahead and see what he says about Garrett Wilson he says looking for a second year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points while he catches on with the new starting quarterback Garrett Wilson has a guaranteed fit with Aaron Rodgers, ready to build on his rookie promise with the Jets. Watch for Wilson to make big plays all over the field with his speed, quickness, and route running. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks and struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So whatever you're doing, go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Not you, Russell. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk all things Raiders defense. And I mentioned it on Monday's show that the defense definitely won uh, the final couple practices over the weekend between Friday and Saturday and Sunday was kind of a a push, right? It wasn't really a a day that the offense could win or the defense could win, but the defense is starting to look pretty good. They're starting to have a little bit of swagger about themselves, a little bit of confidence in themselves, right? Seven interceptions is the big conversation off of Jimmy G uh, between two days, Friday and Saturday. And so I'm starting to feel what Max Crosby's talking about. I'm starting to believe that what Max said early in the offseason, we brought in some dogs, even though a lot of us, including myself, didn't know exactly who to identify as the dogs felt like, okay, they did bring in a bunch of players. Let's see how it comes together. He believes in the direction that this defense is going. I'm liking what I'm seeing from a couple practices. But before I go all the way in, and this is funny, I was talking about it on my radio show on Monday, and I even threw it out there to Raider Nation. Like, how, you know, how what do you need to see still? What do you need to hear still about this defense to make you feel like, okay, they're starting to turn the corner. And some people said straight up, like, hey, Q, until I see it in the regular season, I'm not going to believe it. There's been too many times that I've gotten excited about some part of this team and then just to be let down. And I totally understand that. I completely agree with that. Last year I was uh, I was the leading cheerleader for this team was going to be a 10 or 11 win team because, well, they were a playoff team the year before, and they added Devontae Adams, and Josh McDaniels is a really good play caller. And look, I could tell you the whole script, right, because that's what I believed. And so this year I've, I've said many times, you know, this, this team, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes, and I didn't have a really good feel. Obviously through 10 practices at training camp, I'm starting to get a feel of what this team could be. Now, I'll say the offense needs to start to you know, step up and, and look a little bit better than it's looked the past few practices, but there's still plenty of time. Obviously, the cutdowns aren't until the end of the month, and the first week of the season isn't until in September, so there's plenty of time for them to come around and get on the same page with Jimmy G, but the defense is always going to be the big question. Can they be a complementary team to this offense? Can Max Max, Mad Max Crosby get some help? outside of just him, right? Can Chandler Jones please stand up? Please stand up. Can Tyree Wilson show up to practice? Can he, you know, be available? You know, it sounds like he could be potentially getting closer, right? I mean, we'll wait and see. Uh, It was great to see Byron Young back at practice. You know, they've got a lot of young pieces, but they also have some veterans that can help complement these uh, young pieces that they have. And it's funny, uh, on my radio show, I also asked about Marcus Peters and what he can do for this secondary, what what people believe he's going to do for this defense. And it, it, all of a sudden, it, it hit me that he reminds me of what Gerald McCoy could have been for the Raiders. And if you remember when Gerald McCoy was signed by the Raiders, he was coming off a big-time injury. He had played with the Cowboys, but uh, he still felt like he had something left in the tank. And he had so much wisdom to pass down to players. And he kept saying, like, man, I'm teaching these guys to study, Uh, you know, watch where the feet placement is, and uh, watch your keys, and you can learn this, that, and the other. I mean, he was really like an open book on on what to do as a defensive lineman. And I thought, man, Gerald McCoy is really going to be good for this Raiders defensive line because he's going to be able to teach them some things. So I feel like Marcus Peters, as long as he stays healthy, look, Gerald McCoy that year only played in one game. And then he went down with a knee injury and he never played again. Right? I mean, he just never, uh, he was out for the rest of the season and he never suited up in the NFL again after that either. So he was clearly at the end of his rope. Marcus Peters, as long as he stays healthy, I think he could play that role that I expected for Gerald McCoy. It's already starting to rub off on Nate Hobbs. It's already rubbing off on Jacorian and Bennett. I see Marcus Epps and Trayvon Merrick, those two guys, they're, they're really getting getting along really well. And I see Trayvon Merrick starting to make some plays. I saw some reports that Trayvon Merrick has been having a dominating camp. I haven't seen that. But he he did all of a sudden show up to the party at the end of last week. And looks like he has a little bit of confidence about himself. I'm starting to believe because I'm starting to see the I don't want to say the plan, but I'm starting to see the pieces come together. But, you know, look, they haven't gone up against anybody. They haven't scrimmaged against the 49ers. This and I said it on Monday show, this will be a huge test to see where the 49ers are. The 49ers have a lot of weapons. I think that I'll learn a lot more about the Raiders offense this week against San Francisco uh, going up against that defense. But let's make no mistake about it, man. The 49ers offense. They've got some weapons. Right, I mean, they've got some guys that are going to want to get after it, especially knowing they're going up against Jimmy G and the and the Raiders. And again, I mean, the, the offense for the Niners is not going up against Jimmy G. But still, that's their ex-teammate. They want to go ahead and show them a little something, something. Plus, there's still a little bit of pride when it comes to 49ers and Raiders. I don't know what the game is actually going to look like at Allegiant Stadium. First preseason game, I don't expect it to be uh, super entertaining, but it's still a football game. It's still getting an opportunity to see some young guys get some burn. But those joint practices, man, Thursday and Friday really is going to give the the Raiders an opportunity to kind of show who they can be. And then all of a sudden the next week they're going to L.A. to take on the Rams and do the same thing. Really gives them an opportunity to kind of fine-tune where they're at uh, as an offense and a defense. But the defense is what I really want to see. I want to continue to see, you know, some takeaways. I want to continue to see some would-be sacks, right? I want to continue to see the quarterback have to hold the ball a little bit longer and then just kind of throw the ball up or throw the ball away. Right. And, and there's going to be teams, uh, guys that are going to make plays. I mean, there's nobody that's going to stop everybody. You can't just shut out uh, an offense. But, you know, don't give up the big explosive plays. And what I mean by that is the plays where it looks like it was just a terrible communication. Like maybe Epps and Merrigan are on the same page. Or, you know, like one time earlier in camp when I said that Devon Diablo looked like he passed a, a, a back out. Of the backfield, he passed it on to to Marcus Peters. And Marcus Peters kind of didn't pick that up. And so I didn't know if that was a communication thing, if that was Marcus Peters not really worried about that guy, whatever the case was. But it looked like it was a communication mistake. I want to see very little, if if possible, communication issues. Now that they're going to go up against someone else, now that you actually have a team scheming against them. And look, the 49ers aren't going to throw the whole uh, book at, at the Raiders. I mean, they're not going to do that at all they don't want to put any of that on film in in a in a joint practice or even a preseason game but it'll still good be good to see what they look like what does max max crosby look like is he going to continue to wreck practice like he's been doing against the raiders right is he going to be able to go up against that 49ers offense line that is kind of suspect right it's not the the most stout offensive line now they got trent williams and he's the best of the best but the whole line is not super solid, so Max Crosby may be able to have an opportunity. Chandler Jones, he'll get some really good work against Trent Williams, right? I mean, there's there's a lot to like. Byron Young, the rookie out of Alabama, get, he'll get some nice little burn and, and kind of see where he's at, right? There's a lot of young guys that you want to be able to see what they are. They get through these joint practices, and I see some of the stuff that I've been talking about. I'm going to start really believing that, okay, they, they do have something. They, they have something. They have an understanding. They know what they're doing. They're out there having fun. They're not thinking as much and they're just going out there and playing, right? Everything I've heard about Antonio uh, Pierce, the linebacker's coach, is that you know he's a really good teacher and that he's going to continue to help these linebackers grow. I want to see what Devon Diablo and Spillane look like out there together. How, how does Masterson take the next step from what he did last season? Played in all 17 games, started seven of them. How does he take that next step? Is he understanding the defense a little bit better? But again, going back to the free agent Spillane, a guy who sounds like what you know the, the Raiders defense needs in a bad way. Just like Marcus Peters seems like a guy that the Raiders secondary needs. Just like Max Crosby is a guy the Raiders' defensive line needs. I mean, you see what I'm saying? They have they have guys on all levels of the defense that can really help out. You got Max on the D line. You got Spillane there as a linebacker. Peters as a corner Epps as a safety, right? There's there's veterans that have been there, done that, and have done it at a pretty high level. You know, and I think that the one question is probably still going to be the linebacker room but let's see what they look like. Let's see how Devon Diablo and Robert Spillane really complement each other. Diablo was headed in the right direction until he got injured last last uh, year, and it was a pretty bad forearm injury. Matter of fact, he still has that thing wrapped up at, at camp to, to this day. So, I mean, it, it's clearly it was a pretty bad injury that kept him out the rest of the year. But he was doing pretty well at the linebacker position. How can him and Spillane now... How can they complement each other? And like I said, where's Luke Masterson fit in this whole thing? Amari Burney, the rookie, where does he fit in this whole thing? Right? I mean, there's certain guys that have an opportunity. Drake Thomas out of NC state. He's a guy that a lot of people have talked about the undrafted free agent. Where does he fit in, in this whole mix? There's guys there. There's talent on that defensive side of things. Can they come together? It looks like they're starting to come together in camp. Now. Can they continue with that and get the joint practices against the 49ers? Once we get through this rest of this week, once we get through preseason game number one, and even, I'll say, the the next week through the Rams as well. If they're able to show some consistency with putting together, every practice ain't going to be great, but if they continue to put together some really good practices and show that they have a knowledge of what they're supposed to be doing, I'll feel a lot better. I'm not asking them to be the lights-out defense. I'm not asking them to be the number one, number two, number three defense in the league, or even top five like San Francisco was last year. But, you know, if they're a decent defense, decent, I do believe this offense has the ability to really be good. The defense will just have to complement it just a little something, some, to be able to win more games than, well, what they won a season ago. So the defense is is, is starting to touch my heart a little bit. But as a, as a lifelong Raider fan, I don't want to fall for the banana in the tailpipe and end up disappointed and say, damn it, I fell for it again. So I'm trying not to, right? I'm trying not to get too excited about it. I want to see a little bit more. But I'll tell you, from what I've heard, from many defensive players and what I've seen with my own eyes, I'm liking so far. Again, cautiously optimistic. What are your thoughts on the defense? 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts will be coming up in segment number three after I tell you about the title sponsor of this show, which is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. A Bird Dog's stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. When's the last time you had a sculpted look, man? I I need to go on and put my bird dogs on and get my sculpted on, right? I need to be out at training camp with some bird dogs on so someone can look over and be like, man, Q's must have been working out. Nah, he just got his bird dogs on. They just sculpted his legs to make him look good. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lulu Melon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. What you do need to do right now is go to BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNFL or promo code Lockdown NFL for a free white tech hat with your order. Again, that's BirdDogs.com slash NFL or promo code Lockdown NFL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts are off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with yours truly in Erie. He's calling to talk about the folks that are panicked by Jimmy G throwing seven interceptions at two practices. And he has a reminder for you. Here he is, yours truly in Erie.
1: Hey, Q. Uh, it's yours truly in Erie. Hey, to all everybody concerned with QBG throwing picks at camp. You know, just remember, 2019, he threw five picks in San Francisco's, uh, training camp, and, uh, just remember, 2019, he went on to let the, uh, 49ers in the Super Bowl, so, with the lead in the fourth quarter. So, uh, if everybody worried, just remember that, alright? Keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm out.
0: Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, right now there's no reason to panic, right? At least not yet. I think Jimmy just needs to get his timing down with the wide receivers. The issue that I've been seeing is when he has to hold on to the ball. When that first or second read's not there and he can't get the ball out his hand real quick, when he can't take a couple steps and then boom, 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 get it out, he has to sit there and, and read a little bit and, and 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 survey the field a little bit. That's when he gets – into a little bit of trouble. And I just spent a whole segment talking about the defense. The one thing I got to give them credit for is they've forced Jimmy to hold on to the ball. They've forced Aiden O'Connell to hold on to the ball. Chase Garbers, Brian Hoyer, same thing. They've done a good job in coverage, and that's all levels. That's the linebackers, that's the corners, that's the safeties. They've done a really good job where sometimes the quarterback looks up and says, well, damn, what's there? And so the one thing I'll say about the interceptions is, and I don't think this would happen in a regular season game, at some point, Jimmy – or Chase or Brian or Aiden, they'll just throw the ball up. You know, and I don't mean just like a, you know, three flies up type thing, but they'll throw the ball into a window where they're like, yeah, we'll just take a chance. It's camp. It's not the regular season. It doesn't count. So they'll try to take, you know, see what the wide receiver could do and maybe throw it a, uh, you know, a sideline route and or something like that. And, you know, try to squeeze a ball in there that they normally wouldn't do. So that also leads to, you know, some of the some of the past breakups or even a couple of the interceptions that may have happened. But again, you got to give a lot of credit to the defense for making it basically a coverage sack. And that's happened multiple times. So thank you so much for that call. Again, I'm not panicking right now on the offense, but I'm interested to see what they look like against San Francisco. If they come out of there and they look pretty decent, then you'll definitely know that they're trending and headed in the right direction. Up next, got a text, a pretty lengthy text from JV Raider. What's up Q? JV Raider from Georgia. I'm becoming more and more optimistic as we get closer to preseason. Not necessarily optimistic about our chances to make the playoffs, but optimistic about seeing some of my favorite players ball out. I'm talking about Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, and Nate Hobbs. I'm also excited to see how our rookies perform this year. However, I've been very critical of Josh McDaniel so far, and I dislike a lot of things that have happened up to this point. That being said, I'm becoming more and more concerned about this Josh Jacobs situation. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. In fact, it seems to be getting worse. Ziegler made claims that they've been trying to get a contract done, but Jacobs seemingly shuts that idea down on social media over and over. I just want to say this. Josh Jacobs is easily the best running back in the league. It's not even close. He didn't just lead the league in rushing yards, but he led the league in missed tackles forced. He is a straight dog. If we screw this up, there's no coming back from that. And when I say mess this up, I mean we let Jacobs go, and he signs with another team. Can you imagine Jacobs going to the Broncos or the Chiefs? Apparently both are interested in him and monitoring his contract situation at the moment. If that were to happen, I think it'd be the single worst mistake in franchise history. Worse than when we let Matt go for a few first round picks. I, li- I like Zamir White, but he's not Josh Jacobs, not even close. Jacobs deserves to be the highest paid running back in the league, and we should reward him with that. End of story. It's all I got. Thanks for all you do, Q. We all appreciate you, Jv Raider. Out. Thanks for the text, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, I have seen the reports about the uh, the what the the Chiefs and and also the Broncos being interested in and Josh Jacobs, and that's coming from Mike Florio talking about if they rescind his franchise tag. Again, I mentioned that in segment number one. I don't think that that's any scenario that the Raiders are thinking about is rescinding it, uh, and I don't think that it's a situation that's not going to get resolved. Uh, I believe when uh, Josina talked about what numbers it would take to get it done for this year, the, around the $12 million, uh, that came from a place of uh, knowledge, not just a kind of a gut feeling, right? She uh, has a knowledge of the situation. She's talked to plenty of people, and I believe that that's kind of where they're looking at, the ballpark that Josh Jacobs' camp is looking at. I don't know what that means for Dave Ziegler in the front office where they're comfortable with. The franchise tag is $10 million. So you would think that a couple more million dollars is not a big deal. Saquon Barkley got $900,000 in incentives. Maybe the Raiders give Josh Jacobs $2 million in incentives. I don't know, but I do believe that they get it done. I don't see them allowing him to get out of the organization just like that. And uh, go for nothing basically, and uh, you know, and, and then go to a team like the Chiefs or the Broncos. And I understand that if he leaves as a free agent, they get a compensatory pick. But none of that matters right now, especially when a guy still young, still in his prime, still with something to prove, could play against you potentially twice a year. I don't see that happening. Uh, I just think that it's a situation that is fluid. It'll get done. There's reports that the Raiders and Josh Jacobs were open to starting those conversations again. So I think that they're going to happen sooner rather than later. And he'll be in camp, be ready to rock and roll. So I don't think that situation is going to happen. As far as it being the worst move in franchise history, I'm sure there'd be plenty that would argue. There's plenty of other moves that the Raiders have made that you know we would all disagree with and a lot of people would disagree with, but... Uh yeah, the the whole Josh Jacobs situation. I'm sure it's going to get resolved. I feel pretty confident in that. Thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call, a really good call from Kyle Sparks in the 775, aka Raider Pants. He's calling to talk about a moment with his sons at the uh, with his son at the A's game, and has some memories he wants to share about the silver and black and his memories with his mom, who was a big time Raider fan. Kyle Sparks in the 775, aka Raiders Pants. Q. This is
1: Kyle and Sparks 775 a.k.a. Raider Pants. Um, last month I uh, I lost my mom, and it's been dreading this call for a long time. Um, I took my son to the A's uh, versus the Giants yesterday, and uh, <laughs> a lot of nostalgia popped up, showing my boy uh, all the seats, they used to put out off on Mount Davis for the Raider games and, uh, oh, it's hard. Um, she was a huge Raider fan and just a lot of stuff popped up just being there in Oakland. My parents waking me up in 95 to take me to, to go see the Raiders versus the Steelers and, uh, got the brakes beat off us from Cornell Stewart, Bill Cower and Jerome Bettis, all those good guys. I think Jeff Hostetler was the quarterback at the time. And just so many good memories in Oakland. Derek Carr coming back against the Ravens and throwing a touchdown to Seth Roberts to win the game. and I mean, everything from when I was a kid living in Los Angeles and my dad throwing me on his shoulders and going out to the L.A. Coliseum. But uh anyways, my mom was a huge Raider fan, and uh this will be the first year... I won't be able to watch any games with her and, uh, but I have my son. So, and it just brings me back to when you've lost your son, breaks my heart. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, here's a funny story about my mom. So back in the nineties, uh, my parents took me and my friend Johnny out to Napa to go see the Raiders training camp. And we're watching all the players come in and the Mercedes and nice cars and this one, Gentleman walks up to us and, uh, she goes, excuse me, are you a raider? And I look at my mom and I go, that's James Jett, mom. <laughs> How did you not know that was James Jett? And she goes, I'm so sorry. And James Jett was a sweetheart. He gave us his autograph. And I remember that's when Daryl Russell had, uh, just signed his contract for 22 million. And uh, I think Jeff George was the quarterback and obviously touchdown Timmy Brown and but anyways, I'm, I'm all over the place with this. To just be the first year, I'll uh, not be able to watch any Raider games with my mom that passed uh, July 10th.
0: Thanks so much for the call, my man. And first of all, off top, man, so sorry for your loss, right? Thank you for sharing it with us. But it's always, you know, tough to hear about a loss, a loss of a loved one, especially a loss of a mother. And obviously we can hear in your voice, you know, the emotions and, you know, obviously what she meant to you. And clearly you have some great memories with her. Uh, growing up as a Raider fan and her being a big-time Raider fan as well. Uh, Thanks for sharing the the story about James Jett and, you know, Jeff George and Daryl Russell, and, and I remember those days, man. And it's funny, when you mentioned Jeff George and James Jett, I was like, man, remember that season that Jeff George and James Jett had where George threw like 29 touchdown passes, and a lot of them went to James Jett. And if you remember, James Jett always had a problem holding on to the ball. But that year with Jeff George, he always seemed to catch everything. And George led the the league that year in touchdown passes uh, thrown. He actually, I think they re, they awarded him with some kind of car. I want to say it was a Corvette at the end of the season for being the, the league's leading uh, touchdown passer that year. I believe it was with 29. I don't remember 100% correctly. Uh, you know, I could be off by a number or two, but I, I want to say that that was that year. Uh, with the Raiders and a lot of those connections were to James Jet, So that just kind of put a smile on my face when you mentioned that Daryl Russell, rest in peace to him. Uh, he was a hell of a Raider. I'd really enjoyed watching him for the short time that he was with the Raiders and the short time he was in the NFL period. It was just his, his life was gone way too short. Um, yeah. Just the one thing I could tell you, from being in that position and experience, as you mentioned, the loss of my son. And so I could definitely sympathize for you and understand what you're going through and how you feel. The one thing that I always like to reflect on is the memories that, you know, I was able to make with my son and, and, and my other son, Little Q as well, uh, you know, going to the Raider games and knowing what it was like and knowing the pride that they, you know, always shared at the games with me and how much fun they had. And that always puts a smile on my face. So my suggestion to you would be make those memories make those memories with your son, you know, keep that, that memory of, of your mom and your relationship, you know, keep that going through him. Right. And just build that up. And so he'll be able to share those memories with his friends and his family when he gets older, like that's, that's all you could really do. I know it's not easy, it never is easy, you know. All these years later, for me, it's still—it's never easy. You know, things pop up all the time. Uh, just like that—that that Arizona Cardinals game. I was talking about that game, and you know, I remember that—that that, all of a sudden that that date popped up. It was September 18th. Well, that's the day before my son's birthday, right? September 19th. I always call that Kumani's game. And I thought last year that the Raiders were going to win Kumani's game again. They wrote 20 nothing at halftime against the Cardinals and found a way to fumble it away and lose it, right? And so I was so disappointed. At halftime, I felt like, man, they're going to win his game. And then by the end of the game, they lost his game, right? And so it was so disappointing. But again, man, just make those memories. I know it's not easy. It's going to be tough. None of this is ever easy. But uh, you're, you're going to make it. And I, I know I can speak for everyone who listens to this show that we all got your back, man. We're all family, whether we agree with each other all the time, whether we don't agree with each other where we like to fight with each other it doesn't matter we're all family at the end of the day so uh, we all got your back man thanks for sharing your story uh, and your message with us and sorry your call got cut a little short I uh, just ran out of time there but we do appreciate and got the the gist of your call thanks so much uh we'll end with a text from slick back Raiders said what's up q i remember last season ryan clark said that josh McDaniels was uptight and the training camp didn't look fun Does Josh McDaniel still seem like the same person from last season to you? Have you noticed the difference with his character with the players? Is he looking like an actual head coach leading men to success and not someone who just has the shirt that says head coach that has a thick playbook, that slick back Raider? And, you know, the funny thing is, it's funny you you mentioned Ryan Clark. He was just at practice uh, the other, like, a week ago as well, going to get him on the show uh, sooner rather than later to talk about what he saw. But I do think the players are having more fun than they did last year. I do think Josh McDaniels is in a better place. Even when he talks at the podium, he seems to be a little looser. He seems a little be like he's having a little bit better of a time, right? And so uh, I'm not saying that he's out there, you know, laughing and smiling and goofing when, uh, you know, they're practicing. He's still an intense coach. But it does feel like practice is just a little bit looser and that the players are having a little bit more fun. And, you know, there was that survey that came out and, and the players weren't 100% all, you know, with Josh McDaniels and thinking that he was the greatest experience as the head coach. And he mentioned that he was going to try to do things where he listened to the players a little bit more, you know, and, and, and understood what makes them go and what they need to, you know, to have to make their experience a little bit easier. He said he was going to try to work on that. So maybe he has. And now I haven't talked to a player and asked them, are you having more fun this, uh, this practice than you did last year? Maybe we will sometimes. Devontae would probably be a good person to ask, as he would uh, you know, be very open and honest about that situation. But it seems like Coach McDaniels is a little bit looser. Again, just kind of pay attention when he goes to the podium. Anytime uh, you get a chance to see one of his media sessions, he seems like he's just a little bit looser than he was a year ago. So thank, thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we'll have more calls and texts. We'll have more news and notes. We got a call from Boss Raider in Northern Cali. We got a text from IZ. Eyes Gotti, the Raider, Mark in Kentucky, hit us with a call. As I mentioned, we'll have news and notes, plus all the assistants that we're going to get to talk to later on this morning. I'm excited about that, and we'll have plenty of conversation here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.